This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Ambulatory Surgery Center's podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Gabe Figueroa, Administrator of Manhattan Reproductive Surgery Center. Gabe, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, Laura, for having me. Now, I know we'll talk a lot about some of the big changes in the ASC industry and where things are headed, but before we do that, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your background? Sure, be happy to. So as you said, uh, I'm currently the administrator at Manhattan Reproductive Surgery Center, uh, which is a single specialty uh, GYN fertility ASC in New York City. Um, we were actually the first single specialty GYN surgery centers licensed uh, in the state of New York. Um, so we're pretty unique in terms of uh, what we do. We're also downtown Manhattan on the 21st floor of a building, so I'm not you know, 100% sh- sure, but I'm fairly confident that there aren't a whole lot of ASCs. Uh, I know there isn't in any, any in New York City, but the rest of the country on the 21st floor of a building down by Wall Street. So uh, fairly unique in, in, in what we do, the services we do provide, um, and also sort of our, our geographical location. Um, in terms of sort of my background, uh, been in the ASC space here in New York City for uh, about 12 and a half years. Um, started out in a multi-specialty background, uh, running operations, um, sort of kind of in all the different aspects of the operational environment of the ASC, um, from rev cycle to dealing with the clinical folks um, and, and understanding uh, and building relationships with vendors and uh, from software, uh, you know, EHR at that time wasn't as prevalent as it is today. So building relationships with the sort of uh, what was existing then and, and sort of evolving that and and also building relationships with our uh, med device uh, vendors and, and materials management, et cetera. So, uh, that was a, a great sort of opportunity to come in at sort of the ground floor of, uh, of a surgery center who was fairly young in its existence and kind of just learned the business and uh, quickly uh, developed a passion for it and, and um, sort of was involved in the build out of a, of a couple of surgery centers and I was fortunate enough to um, be involved in the ground floor uh, with Manhattan Reproductive um, from construction to uh, hiring of the staff, equipment, procurement of equipment, instrumentation, et cetera. So I really do feel like this has become sort of my baby. But um, there's other projects that we're looking at um, as well. There's a Perspective part project that we're sort of in in the in the development phase of for a new surgery center in Staten Island, which would be uh, kind of the first of its kind. Um, the ASC environment here in New York is a bit different than the rest of the country, being a CO and state. Um, so we, I think, per capita are kind of behind some of the rest of the country. Um, so. That's kind of where I've been um, before the ASC space. I was in the military for um, for a period of time, did four tours of combat, and um, just trying to apply the skills that I've learned, that I learned in the military into the business environment, and 
uh, I love what I do. Uh, I'm very lucky to to have a great uh, staff and group of people that I've crossed paths with, and been uh, it's never the same day in a row. Absolutely, that sounds fantastic and really impressive. You know, looking at growth for the surgery center and potentially a new center in Staten Island as well, which is fantastic. Um, from your perspective, having done so many different things and been in charge of so many different aspects of the ASC, what are the three trends that you're following most closely in healthcare today? Yeah, that's always uh, sort of an evolving thing, right? I mean, I think healthcare is always uh, an evolving, um, in an evolving situation. So um, sometimes they kind of, you know, you got to keep your eye out there and see what's going on. I think uh, some of the things I try to sort of stay abreast of are, you know, pay reimbursements, um, the moves towards sort of a value-based payment methodology. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of talk out there in the industry about, you know, payment bundles. And I, I know that there are ASCs out there that have been working with different self-funded employers or, even if it is through third-party administrators on how to sort of reduce uh, the cost of some of these surgeries in the outpatient setting, specifically the ASC. Um, So that's one of the things I think all of us have to really continuously watch what the payers are doing. Um, You know, and I think the other one would be, um, you know, I kind of always am looking at what's evolving from a technology and an equipment standpoint, um, especially as CMS transitions uh, procedures out of the hospital or the HOPD into the ASC. Um, It's unfortunate, I think, that, you know, recent events have kind of moved some of those procedures back into the inpatient setting, but uh, I am a true believer that with technology the right kind of patient selection, uh, the ASC can do these procedures in a very safe way. Um, I don't think there's a, any lack of or, or sacrifice in quality. Um, and I think that the risk of infection um, is obviously reduced um, being done in, in, in an ASC. So that's one of the things that we're looking at, I think, um, as an industry too, just kind of moving, you know, you, we've seen total joints move, we've seen a lot of bariatric surgery, uh, even in what we do, um, uh, you know, the types of lapros- laparoscopic GYN surgery that we're able to do here at the facility um, keeps the patients out of the hospital, just given the equipment and the instrumentation that we're able to utilize here. Um, and then I think finally, just kind of looking at different strategic partnerships that can be created um you know with either physician groups um self-funded plans or employers um i i again i think that the ascs offer a tremendous platform for access to care outside of the hospital systems and i think that the future is very bright in terms of a lot of folks um kind of getting on board with that uh, new york is you know, I think, like I said before, a little bit behind that curve, but I think that uh, people are starting to really make that realization. Um, the hospitals, the insurance companies, and the ASCs can work together. Uh, I think there's win-wins, and 
synergies that we can sort of develop between all of us to make make those things happen. And um, but it takes time, and so uh, putting in the effort and sort of looking at what those strategic partnerships can yield us is something that um, you know is very interesting and something I try to kind of follow. Absolutely, and. Gabe, something I noticed when you were talking earlier about your responsibilities initially um, in the ASC space, building relationships with so many different um, different vendors and companies, and now at the administrative level, looking at partnerships with hospitals and health systems or um, payers and other types of really important strategic partnerships. You know, when you're um, first approaching different entities or you know, first kind of forming that relationship, what do you do in order to start kind of planting that seed so you can grow and develop that relationship into something that can help the surgery center thrive in the future? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, in, it, it's important to understand. I think it's different for, for each, you know, uh, sort of relationship you're trying to build when you're talking about, you know, vendors. Um, I think the, the ASC has to kind of take into account that it's a partnership, right? I mean, the vendors have to, uh, they have a business as well. And I think that, you know, understanding that it's got to be sort of a win-win relationship that, you know, it can't be that we just demand everything from them, Um, uh, you know, whether it's med device or it's software or if it's anesthesia or whatever it is, I think it's important to understand that, uh, you know, both entities have to win. You know, the the relationship has to yield uh, benefits to both parties. Um, a lot of times I'll find that with, with labs that we use for, say, for pathology, for example. Um, you know, they're providing a service to us, um, but the lab also has to, you know, it has to make sense for the lab as well. So I think just taking that into account, it's, it's, you know, I've sort of, it's been my experience that taking that kind of approach, especially with vendors, it really means a lot to them. And um, it also gives me leverage to demand excellence from them. So I tell them from the very beginning, I said, listen, I don't, I don't need dinner and I don't need drinks and, you know, I don't need you to bring lunch for the staff. But when I, when I call you, I expect you to pick up the phone. So, you know, just understanding that they have a job to do and, and that they're providing a service. So there just has to be that sort of mutual respect and and understanding. Um, With hospitals and insurance plans, I think it's a little different. Um, I think there's a lot of education um, that's sort of needed in terms of them understanding exactly what the ASC can bring to the table. I think with the insurance companies, my experience has been, you really have to sort of uh, make them understand what it is we do and and, and the benefits. Um, Outside of just cost, uh, they can realize by having those procedures and those patients visit the ASC Um, because they really, at least here in New York, I'm not, I can't speak for the rest of the country, but, especially with multi-specialty centers or even, uh, you know, the single specialty center that I'm in now, 
the procedures we're doing, they're not seeing a ton of those being done outside the hospital. So you've got to take the time to really educate them on all the different factors um, that benefit the patients uh, for these procedures to be done in a ASC setting. Um, and with hospitals, I think it's it's sort of taking the approach that we don't have to be competitors. We don't have to be, um, you know, worried about whether one's stealing cases from the other. I think that um, there are definitely cases that the hospitals can uh, or or would want uh, more OR time for. You know, where where it would make more sense for the hospital to focus on perhaps taking some procedures and moving them into an ASC setting so that they could make room for some of their higher acuity cases to be done. Um, you know, I think that when you kind of look at how you can build those partnerships, you know, perhaps by moving some of that volume out of the hospital to the ASC, uh, they could, you know, do more, more of the the inpatient surgeries, um, and 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 working on collaborative programs with hospitals, um, and I think just again that's educating them on, um, you know, what we can do, and and reassuring them that the that the quality is 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 maintained. And um, I think those are those are just a few of the things that I think um, yield benefits in terms of you know trying to establish relationships with those folks. Absolutely, I think those are all great points. Thank you so much for sharing them with us. Now, sure. where are your best opportunities for growth over the next year or two? I know you mentioned expanding for that second surgery center potentially. What does that look like, and are there other areas that you're looking at growth as well? Yeah, so something we're really excited about um, that, you know, we've been sort of um, hoping to, to launch soon here at Manhattan Reproductive is an ovarian tissue cryopreservation and transplantation uh, program, which would basically allow us to take, for example, uh, prepubescent cancer patients um, and be able to harvest ovarian tissue or the entire ovary, cryopreserve it, and then allow them, uh, or not allow them, but for them to then go through their cancer treatment, which would otherwise typically destroy the ovary, um, have them come back once that's finished and they've sort of gone into a remission state and re-transplant that ovary or that tissue back into the patient so that they can have family. Um, it's something that has been, you know, up until the last year or so, fairly uh, experimental. Um, but it's something that we had a we had actually a team from from Denmark come in and uh, help train uh, and set up some some of our uh, equipment and go through some of those procedures with our doctors. And it's something that's, that that we're really excited about having the opportunity to to explore, um, and so we're excited about that here at at MRSC. And also, um, this, in Staten Island, it would be uh, a multi-specialty 
uh, center. It, it, it's a different project than Manhattan Reproductive. Um, and, and we believe that the community in Staten Island has a significant need for a multi-specialty center. Um, there isn't one out there now. And so um, we're excited to offer a full range of specialties to that community. Um, it'll be four operating rooms. Um, and we're, we're building a brand new building uh, as well as, as, as the ASC. So we're excited about the opportunity to provide that to the community out there and, and another access point that doesn't exist now. That's great. And, you know, so exciting to hear about the new programs, you know, at the surgery center as well. That's just fascinating and so helpful, I'm sure, for patients. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I have one more question for you. What are you most excited about today and what makes you nervous? Um, well, I think there's a lot to be excited about, you know, today in terms of the, you know, the ASC space. I think that the future is very bright. Um, I think ASCs are continuing to have an impact on the healthcare system. Um, I think, you know, at least from my own experiences here, um, we have a 99% patient satisfaction rating. We've had a 0% infection rate. Um, I think these are all things that, that make patients feel good. Um, and I think that the COVID-19 pandemic sort of, you know, uh, further solidified that I think the ASC can serve as a platform to continue to provide care to a lot of the patients that are out there uh, that need, that have underlying medical conditions. Um, and I would hope that, you know, uh, that we see the ASCs utilized more um, and that, you know, there are a lot of um, sort of procedures out there that people deem essential to their quality of life. And uh, the ASC is a perfect environment to deliver that. Um, one of the things, too, that, that really excites me about the opportunity that I have now is, is just mentoring future leaders. I think there's, um, there's a lot of, of good folks um, out there, and it's exciting to see some of these young nursing uh, young nurses or uh, administrative folks really get excited about what the, the ASC is about. And, um, you know, I, I really enjoy um, sort of seeing that as well. That, that makes me excited. And, and, and uh, I think that overall, um, there's, a, there's a tremendous thing. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot going for us in the ASC world. Um, in terms of Making me nervous. I mean, anything that I can't control kind of makes me nervous. So uh, I guess there, that would make a laundry list of things. But uh, I, you just have to kind of lean forward and prepare. Keep your sort of ear to the ground. Um, you know, uh, decisions that are made at, at the government level in terms of how healthcare is sort of going to evolve or run. Um, some of those things or I wouldn't say just concerning, but, you know, something that I watch out for um, because that affects us all. Um, you know, uh, payer consolidation, uh, removing options for patients. Some of those things are 
are just things that I think that we all obviously keep our eye on, um, whether they make us nervous or not, I'm not quite sure, but, you know, they definitely would have an impact on how we operate. Um, I think one of the other things that I'm seeing is just the number of private physicians out there, um, you know, physicians in general coming out of school and then physicians being uh, sort of taking hospital jobs versus establishing private practices. I think at least here in New York, we're seeing a little bit less of that. Um, so those are, you know, from a surgery center standpoint, uh, when you're looking at syndication or uh, physician recruitment, um, the more doctors that are hired by hospitals sort of continue, it, it, it kind of dwindles our options in terms of who we're going to go out there and partner with. So uh, those are just a few of the things that aren't necessarily in my, you know, obviously not in my control. Um, so I try to keep my my ear to the grindstone in terms of of watching how those things are progressing and try to prepare as best as possible. Gabe, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really great discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Absolutely, Laura. It was a pleasure, and I'm looking forward to it. Thanks so much.